This week on This Galarian Life, the party's weakened for the next fight. Does that count the minus two from your levels? Uh, no, it's nine. My bad. God damn, so that's every roll? Yep. That is a... That is a bitch right there. But they do have unearned confidence on their side. Laurel is a brave, a brave soldier who has fought down dragons. He has no fear in his heart, and in fact he may be a complete fucking idiot. They explore further to find some unwelcome circumstances. What about a 25? You don't think it's a trap. Oh fuck you, Derek. <laughs> you tricky bitch. In the rush to clear the fort, a new deal is offered. You, Laura, we're replacing you with the troll. <laughs> and they trust each other enough to come out on top? Seriously, do not look into it any further. All right, if you keep saying that, I'm going <laughs> to send some out of you, Grogu. Stop it. You're ruining it. Listen to find out. The last big milestone episode we did was episode 20, and that was exactly 20 episodes ago at this point, and while I don't consider episode 40 to be a milestone, it is, we are getting closer to episode 50, which is really exciting for us. I mean, honestly, the amount of work we've put into this, we never thought we'd get to episode 20. Never thought we'd get to episode 40, but here we are, and we're going strong. I want to thank all of you who've listened or shared the show. It all means a lot, and... I'm going to cut this introduction a little bit short because I don't have anything super amazing to say. Just if you have time, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, shoot us an email, like, review us on iTunes or CastBox or whichever app you use, Google Play. It really does help us. What you all have done so far for us has been nothing short of incredible. So with that being said, let's just jump right into it. Presenting episode 40. Mold Yeller. Xerix. Last time, we ended the episode on you receiving a message from the Land of the Dead. And you recognize the figure standing before you. It's just a projection. Somebody trying to give you a message. She can't place your finger on it. But the message begins playing anyway. Xerix, we're trapped in another plane from yours, and we'd appreciate it if you could get out here and help us out so we could finish what we started. I don't know if you remember me, because last time we talked it didn't go so well, but I'm Ferrum. Ferrum Nam Nam. Who the fuck are you, bitch? And then she just kind of erupts into smoke and fades away. And then as soon as time restarts, Goog pops back into existence and is with you in this room. Is there anything hey. we need to is there anything we need to unpack first or do we want to just jump right into it? Remind me the characters that we saw or did we not know? Nope, you know. <laughs> there is a goblinoid looking guy. I think you guys pretty sure you recognized it as a creature known as a bar guest. And then there is a big snicky boy, a creature known as a basilisk. <laughs> Jeff, stop looking up bar guest in the monster manual. Rude. A bard. I'm just, I'm going to add, I'm going to add extra hit dice just for that. Is it Jeff's turn to play Laurel? Oh, you got to the Wikipedia page. Yeah, who wants to play Laurel? It's either Eames or Jeff. Uh, Jeff, I don't, I'm not. All right, well, hold on, hold on, no, no, hold on. <laughs> no, no, have you considered this character yet? Uh, if I, I play him, he's going to be Jamaican. <laughs> Good. We need a variety of voices for him. Just every time. When I play Laurel, he's a woman. That's beautiful. If I play Laurel, he will be Jamaican. Give me initiative checks. Well, I just want to point out that Gorgu got managed to on time stop himself and appeared between his party and what appears to be a basilisk and a bar guest. Yeah, it kind of sucks. What the fuck? It could be better. Did he at least regain uh, hit points or like his negative levels? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have negative levels anymore. I rolled yeah. a two. Uh, Laurel eight. does, though. Gorgug's sword has new special powers and whatever, so he's back to full hit points and he has his negative levels removed. That's dumb. Rich- Richard and Laurel have two negative levels, so they'll be basically taking uh, negative two to every roll they make. Um, actually, Ugh. Laurel only took one negative level because he that made is a- safe. Okay, that's true. So keep that in mind, Jeff. You take a negative one to most stuff. Yes. Yeah, his character sheet should be in there. Let's go down those initiatives. Roll the nine. Well, I rolled an eight. 
figure this out. How? Well, I rolled, dex a build. I rolled a two. Uh, with my plus six, that's eight. Moral's gonna go fast, though. <laughs> I think it's actually an 18, though, with the negatives. Uh, I've got a 11. Does that count the minus two from your levels? <laughs> nope, it's nine. My bad. God damn, so that's every roll? Yep. That is a, that is a bitch right there. Okay. Here's how the gaze attack from the basilisk. Here's how the gaze attack. You heard there. I know. Problematic. <laughs> Hansel. So here's how the gaze attack works from the basilisk. At the beginning of your turn, you make a reflex save, and if you fail, the thing that is going to happen happens. There are ways to prevent making the save, though. You can either avert your eyes and just not look at its eyes, and then you have a 50% chance of not having to make it. So we'll say uh, 50 and below on a D100, you would have to make it. Um, but you also take a 20% miss chance because you're not looking straight ahead. And that's on any attack roll you make. Or you can blindfold yourself, or we'll say just like close your eyes. I'm saying that's probably good enough. You never have to make the save if you do that. But you take a 50% miss chance on all attack rolls. So, keep that in mind. Wait, so why would you pick the blindfold one? What's the advantage there? You don't have to make the save versus the gaze attack. And there oh, are okay. people that have blind fight. What if I look at it with only one eye? Uh, we'll say that's averting your gaze. What if I look at it through my shield? We'll what say if, that's averting your gaze. What if it becomes blinded? What happens then? Nothing. It turns to stone. It doesn't have to, like, close its eyes if it's got, like, a lot of dust in them, so to speak. No, no. I mean, it, the gaze has already happened, so I'm not so sorry. Anyway. Just focus, just focus all also your... where I switch sides and I'm on Team Snake. Just focus all your attention on the bar guest first, and then you don't have to look at that. Look at the, look at the other one. That's not how it works, but... What if I have my back to the basilisk? Then you're doing the blindfold thing. Take 50% miss chance, you don't have to make the thing. Okay, cool. But it's not just against the basilisk, it's against everything. So it is the bar guest's turn. The bar guest will move 10 feet up, and I need everyone. Give me will say. Is this an enchantment? Um... Oh boy, yeah, I'm gonna fail that. Yeah, it's an enchantment. That's a solid six so, for me after my negatives. Uh, twenty-five. Tell so me when do, when can we say that we choose to avert our gaze? Do we have to wait or at the beginning of your turn? This is the bar guest, so you haven't done the you haven't done the basilisk stuff yet. Well, I rolled a twenty, so that's not terrible. And then I need Laurel. Laurel gets like a huge number. Okay. Twenty-nine. Thirty. It's- 29, okay. Okay, who got above a 16? Me. Me. Not I. I got a 15, so no. Okay. Um, you've been affected by the spell Crushing Despair. Takes a minus two penalty on attack roll, saving throws, ability checks, skill checks, and weapon damage Jesus rolls. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm Alright, I'm just gonna kill myself. Maybe this is when Richard rats us all out. So sad. Or should team, I say Team Snake is looking mighty appetizing, I gotta say. And it's Laurel's turn. How we handling his saving throw, Jeff? Also, if you make the save, you're immune to it for the rest of the combat. I should let you know that. Okay, explain how the save is made in terms of, am I rolling a check or is this up and down? If you do something funky with your eyes, you roll a d100 to determine if you have to make the save. But it's a fortitude save. So if you avert your eyes, you have a 50% chance of not having to make it. If you close your eyes, you don't have to make it. Well, I'm trying to figure out if I do, if I charge this bar guest, do I have to make the check at all since I'm not looking at the... It's already happened. At the beginning of your turn, you all have to make the decision. It's looking at you. It's, it's, it's kind of like... Laurel will divert his eyes and he will attempt to charge the bar guest and smite evil. Okay, roll a d100. 51 and above. You're good. All right. Got 89, so you are not affected by the save right now. The smite's going to be at a negative four. Why would it be negative four? Negative level plus. Oh, no, he has, he's only negative two. Does a yeah. 16 hit the bar guest? It, it does not. Damn it. What's the crit on this weapon, by the way? 1920. Okay, so Laurel slings his longsword at the bar guest and misses wide to the right as Gorgoog's turn. How are you going to handle this gaze, buddy? Uh, Gorgoog will divert his eyes and cast hideous laughter upon the basilisk. Uh, okay, roll a d100. 50 or below is bad. 58. Good. He casts hideous laughter upon the beast. That is going to be a 15 DC versus Will. 
read me the thing about language dependency. I don't know if he speaks a language. The spell afflicts the subject with uncontrollable laughter, collapses into a... Okay, a creature with an intelligence score of 2 or lower is not affected. A creature whose type is different from the caster receives a plus 4 bonus on the save. Because it's, the teamer doesn't quote you. Uh, just with your general knowledge, you know it has an intelligence of 2. Oh, well, I guess I want to cast that spell. Yeah, that's what I'm probably guessing. How smart is a basilisk? Damn, it's stupid. Is this a snake guy with fancy eyes? It's stupid as fuck. Well, fine, in that case, Gorgug will cast haste upon the party and begin a bardic performance. Inspire courage. You can all enjoy your plus two, plus two. And yeah, back to nothing. And you're hasted, so you get an additional plus one on your attack. It is. The basilisk charges up and attacks Laurel. Um, 25 should hit. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Uh, Laurel's gonna say, ooh, max damage. Uh, 14 points of damage. That puts it at Richard's turn. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm, I'm Richard. Kuklinski. You know me. Uh, <laughs> what? That's totally Richard's voice. <laughs> How are you gonna handle those? The eye? You gonna look away slightly? or Looking gonna... away, because I'm looking at the goblin. Alright, roll a d100. 50 and below. Bad. Uh, bad. 24. <laughs> roll me a 42 save. Okay, so I have. I don't have any pluses to saves, do I? Oh, well, you probably have minuses. Yeah, I have to think, do. Do I have a mi- Is it the minus that I'm getting from being whatevered by the snake, is that a minus two to saves, too? Yes. Is that just like, oh, Jesus Christ, nine. You rolled a nine? Yeah. Well, no, I rolled a 13, but it's a nine after the minuses. Or, wait, no, 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 it's a, it's a 13. Cause it's say, a, how can you yeah, have- Yeah, and I have a plus one. <laughs> you gotta have something for four. Yeah. DC. 15. So here's what happens. Richard is petrified. He turns into essentially a statue of Richard Kuklinski and can't do anything. Uh, well, I mean, it's not that much different than what I was doing, so. <laughs> so you can go back to aim hero, buddy. <laughs> petrified. A petrified character has been turned to stone and is considered unconscious. Petrified character cracks or breaks. The broken pieces are joined with the body returns to his flesh. He is unharmed. If the character's petrified body is incomplete when returned, when it returns to flesh, the body is likewise incomplete. And some amount of permanent hit point damage or debilitation. So let's hope they don't cut a leg off. Um, Cyrix. I will avert my gaze. Roll a d100. 58. Cool. What you gonna do? I'm going to move here. Okay. Um, start staring at the, uh, Bargast, which means that he will take a negative two will saves and his attack rolls. Uh, and I will roll to hit. 16. That's a big old miss. And I end my turn. Oh, Greg Tuller. I don't wanna. <laughs> Alright, well, um, let's get this over with. I'll avert my gaze. There's a five. Give me a fortitude save, buddy. Hey, a 24. <laughs> you are immune to the gaze effect. All right, well, it's time to put this fucker down. All right, uh, I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna go all out on it. I've got my haste and everything. So uh, here's the basilisk or the. Yeah, the basilisk. We're getting rid of that. Does a 27 hit? Uh, roll me a d100. You want 21 or both? Uh, 70, 78. Yep, you're good. That hits. Okay. And that was my mini shots. Give me just a second. Uh, so the first arrow rolled a one uh, for eleven, and the second one rolled a five for fifteen. Okay, he took oh, damage. And then here's my mini shot, or not my mini shot, my uh, rapid. Ooh, that's a nat twenty, but this is gonna get weird. Should I roll to confirm first, or should I roll to roll miss chance? Fifty one. Roll Ooh. to confirm. Ah, uh, nat one, but it's still that is, yep. All right, that's a five for fifteen more. The nat 20 to a nat 1 is kind of the Greg experience. It really is. <laughs> Let me tell you what. All right, and then here's the haste shot. Ooh, that's the 2 for 14. I imagine that doesn't hit. That doesn't hit, even without the mischance. And then you're shot in the proverbial dark. You'd be nice. 19? No. Damn. All right, well, I, I have done all that I can this turn. Luckily, am, am I immune to the basilisk for 24 hours, or is it going to be like every turn I have to... You are immune. Okay, you can look that. him in the eyes and fight him like a man. Actually, knowing that now, I should have just not been looking away. I should have just been, oh, who cares? I mean, you could have failed the save. But I failed the save the first time, and then I r rolled to succeed. Right. Well, you you failed the D100, but I mean, you could have succeeded on the D100. 
Bargath's five foot steps back and casts a spell. And it's Laurel's turn. So Laurel averting his eyes or staring this thing in the face. Ah. Closing the baby blues. Laurel's a brave, a brave soldier who has fought down dragons. He has no fear in his heart. And in fact, he may be a complete fucking idiot. So we will take this thing on and try to fight it mano a mano with the smite evil. So if you do that, you lose the smite evil on the Maricrat or on the Bargast. Is that how that works? I thought you just get to use it twice per deck. Once you use it on another creature, it erases the other one. Well, seeing as the snake can turn us to stone, I think the snake's a bigger threat. Okay. Uh, roll the fort, you should save. Also, oh, he's got like a plus 13 to fort, so. Oh, yeah, that, that helps. He gets a 27 overall. Okay. He is immune to the gaze attack for the remainder of the day. What a hero. What's this boy do? Well, you know what he's gonna do. Does a Basilisk count as a dragon for the purposes of smite, Derek? Unfortunately, no. I'm not so sorry. I asked the people at Paizo if, if they'd let that happen, but they 20, said... 28 on the attack roll. Yeah, that hits. 22 damage. Second attack, that's just a second smite, right? Yep. Does a 31 hit? Yep. 17. He takes 39 overall. Pretty good. Uh, that Basilisk boy is dead. Wow. He was a big boy, but a weak boy. Uh, Thank God he's dead. Hey, what you got, Gorgook? Well, here's what I want to do. And if you tell me no, that's fine. But tell me after I say it. No. Gorgug watches Laurel cut the basilisk's head off. While the basilisk is thrashing around, shooting blood up its throat hole, Gorgug will run over, grab the snake, and aim it like a fire hose at our good stone boy. Uh, so give, me an all, give me an all Arcana check. Fair enough. That seems reasonable, Derek. I'll grant you that one. Oh, then I, I might be okay on this. What's well, a 14 telling? Uh, you don't know much about basilisks, except they kind of look like a snake, and apparently they can turn people into stone. In that case, I will burn its body and leave no <laughs> blood behind. No, uh... You would have rolled a 7 instead of a 6. Yeah, I know. Well, apparently I knew enough to know that could turn me to stone, but not enough to know how to get out of the stoning as that results. Well, you knew it could turn you into stone because you just witnessed it do that. I will... I guess try to fight the bar guest. In that case, I will just charge down to it and smack it. Okay. I, I miss. I'll, unless I probably miss. It does a 16 hit? Unfortunately, no. Yeah. And it is the dead basilisk's turn. He's bleeding out a little bit. It's Richard's turn. Uh, he's stoning out a little bit. And it's Cyrix's turn. I am going to do first. I am going to try and intimidate our little bar guest fella the event of potential future will saves, which is a swift action. 27. Yeah, you're good. And then, can I still do two attacks? Yep. Cool, I do that. 26. That hits, but roll a d100 for me. Why? Just roll it. 38. So, you hit in the exact spot where he is, but the second the whip strikes the square where he is, uh, he kind of just flashes out of existence. And then, the whip flies through the square, and he pops back in. Holy shit, it's Goku. Go ahead and make that second attack. 27. Go ahead and roll a d100 for me. 78. You strike true. He doesn't blink out Take of existence. 19 damage. This boy cast the spell blink. Well, ain't that special. Well, ain't that a kick in the head. Greg, it's your turn. All right. This is a goblin. Uh, he does count as a goblin, correct? Yes. All right, I'm going to sacrifice my move action and my full attack to... Uh, give everyone uh, my racism powers. They're they're evil, but when used correctly. All right, plus 13 on the hit. Damn it, I rolled a two, plus 15, 17. Oh, that misses. Um, that's all I've got, but everyone remember, you've got, everyone has a plus two to hit and damage against uh, this boy. Mm-hmm. And that does stack with uh, Guru. So well, let's all do some quick catch up. We had a negative two from Crushing Despair if you failed that. So if you were not affected by Crushing Despair, you currently have a plus four, plus one. So you have a plus five with haste to hit this thing. If you were affected by Crushing Despair, you have a simple plus three. Well, also you're stunned. And I'm a statue. <laughs> That's going to slow you down a little bit. Hey, it's not so bad. Well. You have damage reduction and hardness right now. So you're not too You're very safe. I'm like that Metapod Pokemon. There's something I should do. But I'm gonna play it by the book. Yeah, cast a disintegrate on me, Derek. Uh, he's gonna go five foot step and full attack Gorgug. Uh, 28 on the first. Oh! 24 on the second. Yeah, well, I'll do it. 24 on the third. Uh, I guess I'll take three. So he chomps down on you with the bite attack and then swings two claws and apparently hits with all three. So he's gonna do a little bit of damage. I'll go ahead and take 33 hit points. Oh, fucking ow. 
Uh, and it's Laurel's turn. Laurel's gonna five foot step down here and hacky hack. Eleven won't hit. Let's see what the second does. Has a twenty. Did, did Laurel make the crushing despair save? I think he did. He did yeah. for sure. So does a twenty-seven hit there? Uh, yeah, twenty-seven hits, but make a fifty percent miss chance. Seventy-five. You strike. Yay! He takes takes four, uh, four, fifteen damage. Gorgug's turn. I guess I'll just full attack the boy. Okay. Well, power attack the boy, I should say. Nope. You guys are having fun with these ones today. How's a uh, how's a how's a fucking thirty sound on that piece of shit? Uh, that'll hit as long as you make a fifty percent miss chance. God damn it, Gorgug. Gorgug slices through, and he blinks out of existence, and he blinks back in right as Gorgug's sword smashes into Laurel's side, killing him instantly. It's not hot out. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Sword's not long enough to fit anyway. Hey, Richard, you got any plans? Actually, you know what? No, let's go back to Basilisk. What do you mean you have any plans? I'm fucking the stone. <laughs> the Basilisk's blood is spreading spreading a little bit more, and it skips Derek. It gets on Cyrix's feet and is kind of sticky. Derek? Yeah. What are the rules for hitting ethereal creatures? What? What kind of weapons can hit ethereal creatures? Magical, I guess. But goddammit, Derek, that missed chance is only 20%, you motherfucker. No, you don't, goddammit. I don't think it is, actually. The missed chance is only 20% for concealment if attack is capable of striking ethereal creatures. I think I'm thinking of incorporeal. But I don't know what ethereal means. I think only... I said that it, descri- it describes my testosterone count on my last blood test. I was thinking you were saying sperm count, and I was about to tell you that you can't count sperm through blood. You don't know where my blood comes from. An ethereal... Wait, that's not how it works! An ethereal creature can't attack a material creature... Only ethereal tree creatures can attack ethereal creatures. Makes sense. Like it's like a, uh, it's like a ghost fight, right? Like so if you if you guys were if you could cast a spell that would make you ethereal on it. Well, Derek here, just have him hit me three times again. Then I'll be a fucking ghost and I'll beat his ass. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Serious to mesmerist. Okay, I'm gonna move here. I don't like that sticky blood. Nice. I'm gonna roll to hit. Uh, that's a crit. It might be. Roll me do honor. Sixty-four. Roll to confirm. 27. Roll your crit down. 32 damage. Uh, that Bargas boy is dead. You're welcome. Spit on the corpse. Yeah, piss on the corpse. So, the Basilisk blood continues to spread, and as it hits Richard's feet, uh, his feet turn back into feet. How horribly convenient. But he doesn't have a whole lot of My feet turn back into feet. Quick, while his body is stuck stone, tickle his feet so we can make a fetish podcast. Oh no, I'll just explode. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I'm about to fucking blast right now, too, baby. Don't worry about oh it. <laughs> what was our safe word? What was the safe word? Constable, constable, constable. Constable. No, that's the attack word. Oh! Sheriff? Sheriff? Or Goog uh, squeezes out the snake like a, I don't know, like a wet sock and shoots oh, the blood God. all over for, uh, Poor Stoneboy, Richard. Truxton would have loved that experience. Uh, Richard, you you uh, feel your body turn back from stone to flesh and covered in... Oh, this is horrible. Where's that basilisk? Sticky snake. Turn me back. <laughs> Always wanted to be a statue of myself. In the room, there there's this like leather hood that seems to be the size of a basilisk head that... The uh, Bargasts probably put over his head when he was talking with the Hobgoblin so it didn't use his gaze attack accidentally. And then you find when your dog attacks your neighbors and turns them into stone. Yeah, that sucks. Man, I had this pit bull and he was so nice, but he kept turning the neighbors into stone. So then my local city government passed a law and said, no more pit bulls. And I was like, oh man. I don't think they should ban pit bulls, but they should be treated as pest creatures like Canadian geese. Especially if they're ones that tend to turn people into stone. Yeah, for sure. No, Derek, it's... Look, other other creatures in the Monster Manual bite people all the time. There's no reason to pick on the basket. It's it's how they're raised, Derek. That's true. And you also find a um, set of Masterwork full plate. Barding. Barding? So what? <laughs> Man, Derek, none of us can really use full plate, but fuck you. You should you put that on the basilisk. That looks real good. Double scales. 
It is a size large enough to fit in a large quadruped, given a half an hour of work in the sea. Oh, good, Greg, your wife will be safe. On the body of that Barghast boy, around his arm, there's like a little tiny charm bracelet. It's very nice and pretty. Can someone check that for magic? Back to magic. It's, it's kind of magical. Can Continue I check detecting trapped? magic. Let me roll spellcraft. I rolled, a, I rolled a 13. 13 is not good enough. Actually, I like. Uh, that's a 14. 14 is just good enough. No, it's not. God damn it. I'm full yeah? Trick. What does an 11 tell you? I really wanted you guys to know what this was. Well, then you should have made the DC lower, asshole. That's not complicated. Uh, I will say it looks like it's worth a, 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 a bit of money, but you don't know what it does, and you don't know how much money. It's well, I'll put it on my gold pieces. I'll put it on my wrist until we figure out what's going on. Okay, nothing happens. I have a cool charm bracelet. How would I? How would I uh, figure out? Cast what it the is? identify spell. I don't have that. That's well, stupid. you can try it again in the morning. See if something jogs your memory. Okay. I cast the spell magic on the bracelet. No. It's not if magical I, If I can't know its secrets, nobody will. So, like a logical series of events. Hold on, can I, can I try to solve this room? Do you have spellcraft? No. Then now you're good. Okay. Um, so you got, outside of the many layers of the tower, you have two areas remaining in this fort that you haven't explored. The building to the north and the gardens. So I wish the basilisks kept their uh, petrifying powers. Even after their death, that way we could just start using the basil's head as a uh, ultimate door ringer. Yeah, man, these ain't these no, ain't no, Medusas. I really thought no, more no. than more than one of you was gonna fail the D100 roll. It came close there a couple times. I mean, let me uh. Yeah, I went out of straight fifty-one at one point. Let me throw a couple cure lights on a uh, good old Grogoog. How how close were you, Burger? Oh, that was a 20 uh, How many uh, cure light wounds do you need? Just give me two, whatever. Roll them. 1d8 plus what? Two? One. These are wands, they're minimum. Yay. Okay, and I have marked two off of the little document that I use to keep track of the four wands of cure light wound that I have purchased. So what are we doing next? Let's, uh, let's hit up the store and go into the garden, guys. They've just got a fucking plant abomination in there. Just rips us yeah, it all that is a, that is a good prediction. Okay, I took the hold plant spell. Knock, knock, open up the door and fill. A uh, man. Yeah, I, so. I took the have sex with plants spell. So you walk up to the garden. There's a nice little gate. There's a uh, a boy from Alabama painting it white. Uh, God damn it. But other than that. Derek, he ain't gonna pass that bluff. Check on me. Is... <laughs> Let's what? see. Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer gets a plus fifty. Tom Sawyer gets a plus fifteen. You're gonna have to trade Gorgon and that fence to get Tom Sawyer. Cancel. Hey Jeff. Yeah. What's thirty-one dude here? Oh fuck. Roll, roll, set, roll sense motive right now. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'll find. I don't think we'll pass. Bison smells real bad. Damn, I got a thirty-one. Shit. I got hundred twenty-five, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But also what you actually get. Oh shit, I guess I gotta go paint the fence! <laughs> you actually think that it would be economically stupid to not paint the fence. Fuck. Open the goddamn door. So you paint the fence, you get one gold piece. Yeah. But you did five gold pieces of labor. So you open the gate, and there's an overgrown garden that fills the space between the buildings of the northeast and the southwest. The garden contains a profusion of vegetable plants, small fruit trees, and climbing vines. Doors to the adjacent buildings are just visible through the riot of vegetation. In a normal fort, this is what you would assume to be where they planted vegetables and fruits and whatnot for the people inside the fort to eat during the bad times where they couldn't find deers and whatnot. Anybody who has a spellcraft or a knowledge arcana check, go ahead and give it to me. Well, I suppose I can wrangle one up. First off, Laurel gets a 27 on that roll. And also, when Laurel looks at the bracelet, he gets 21. So fuck you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Did I give him smoke crack? He, he, he walks. Yes, he did. He walks up. He walks yeah, up to Cyrix. I'm pretty sure I rolled it like twice last week. He walks up to Cyrix. Now, honey, that is the most beautiful charm bracelet I have ever seen. Would you mind if I praise it? <laughs> this is an item known as the lidless charm bracelet. Ah, uh, yes, this is, I believe, from my fast travels, to say lidless charm bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> this bronze serpentine bracelet has five dangling charms, each depicting an open and staring eye. Once per day is a standard action, the wearer can touch the bracelet to a creature with a gaze attack requiring a successful touch attack for unwilling creatures and become immune to the natural gaze attacks from all creatures of that kind for the following 24 hours. Now, I'm sure that a woman of your stature is used to being looked at by men and men, perhaps even a few women, if you do not mind the implication. But this will actually allow you to avoid the gaze of any unwanted creatures. Why would I want to avoid the gaze? Well, fair enough, but... I am a perhaps, perhaps, perhaps from a man not so handsome as I, you'd be a bit off-putting. And I wink at Gorgu. <laughs> <laughs> when the wearer fails to save the <laughs> Jesus tech, Christ. She can expend a charm from the bracelet as an immediate action to re-roll that saving throw. The mess take the second result, even if it's worth. An expended charm, an expended charm crumbles into dust. When the last charm is expended, the littlest charm bracelet loses all magical properties. I see that so I can also sell it So basically, there's a very good chance we will, we will use this one more time throughout the campaign if we remember it off the wrist. And I guarantee you, you will not. Okay. Well, looks like Sirix just made a smooth 10k. Yeah, until Jabberwings just fight Jabberwockies at the end. Yeah, there's Pieces. like six of them. Well, I'll invest the 10k, and then we'll get more money, and then... Well, what was um, his spellcraft check on the garden? Uh, 27. Again, I know a thing or two about the world. Not saying I know the most. Uh, the spell plant growth has been used here. Ah, uh, yes. Grandmama Laurel, she taught me my figuring and my hospitality. She knew a thing or two about plants. That's a little bit of a green thumb myself. Uh, knowledge nature checks. Yeah, I'm good at those. Ah! Well, I rolled a 10 plus 10 for 20. The uh, DC, DC 10. Fucking dirt. I have no knowledge nature anywhere near me. I rolled a, I rolled a 10 for knowledge nature. Is all this grass blade grass and it's actually like the equivalent of walking through sword? Xerix, you know that about a third of the plants in here have this weird like fungus on them, rendering them inedible. So don't try Ito fungus. Hey, uh, hey Laurel. Hey Laurel. Yes, my lady, how can I be of service? How would you like some nice cold tea that I brew for you with these plants right here? Oh, if it takes as sweet as you look, honey. No! Stop <laughs> it! Stop <laughs> it! Richard and Greg, yeah. with a DC or with a check higher than 15, you realize that the fungus on these plants have been intentionally cultivated. Pretty sneaky, sis. But they're not, like, useful in poisons or anything. So you you find it kind of strange that anybody would purposely do this. I mean, they tainted the crop, so it can't be used. They, they effectively salted the earth, correct? Well, two-thirds of the plants in here are just normal plants, and somebody, like, made them grow faster. But then, like, a third of them are growing fungus on them. But the other ones are perfectly safe. Interesting. Can I do a perception to see if there's any particular weirdness? Like, what kind of weirdness? Like, someone's been deliberately, like, feeding them to make them grow faster? They cast plant growth. Oh, okay. Hmm. Laurel told you that with a spellcraft. Okay, that's I mean, which makes sense, you would think, in a fort, because you want to feed them faster. You just plant a seed and you cast a spell, and boom, tomatoes. Yeah, that's useful. What's not useful is deliberately poisoning crops, because on the one hand, ruining a fort is super useful, but on the other hand, they also kind of like took over this location and have been uh-huh. using it. Correct. Do I know what particular kind of poison or fungus is it? Like, is it yellow mold or something? Like, I guess um, it wouldn't be yellow mold. Yellow mold takes sunlight. There's, there's just like a bunch of different kinds. It's not like one specific, and you can't really... Um, you can't really make out a rhyme or reason to it without any further information. Uh, how easy would it be to uh, remove this offending fungus? Have you taken perhaps the foliate spell on your list, Ranger? 
I think what? the the plants no. are pretty pretty far gone. Um, so it would just basically be pulling the plants out of the ground that kill the plant, so just fungus wouldn't have a source of food anymore. All right. Well, I left my gardening gloves at home, so we I guess we have to keep murdering shit. All right, all stack up. Where's this next door? Perhaps it's a foregone conclusion, Dick, but we are searching for traps as we meander all the way through. Right, so there is a door leading from the garden and then the door to the same building north around the corner. Which one do you want to use? Because that might determine how these trap rolls go. What? I vote, I vote garden door. Okay. Give me a perception check. All right, Derek, you, you successfully planted the seed of... Uh... 14. <laughs> Beer. I am specifically searching the door for trap. Uh, Cyrus, you don't think it's trapped. What about a 25? You don't think it's trapped. Oh, fuck you, Derek. <laughs> you tricky bitch. Is there any magic on the door? The magic of friendship. Oh, God. No, there's no magic. A bunch of magical ponies come out and slaughter us at the end. <clears throat> Who opens the door? Make the paladin do it. See, that's bullshit. You can't just use the NPC to do that. No. He's got armor and... What kind of country spy would I be for a beautiful woman? And I'll open the door for Cyrix. Greg, how dare you get off of on top of me? Now, to be fair, I'm the first one who moved my character into the garden, so you misplaced yourself on top of me. How dare you? Give me a party order and the person who opens the door. I'll be in the back because I'm ranged and I don't want to get hit. I have a family. You all ready for this? Yeah, step back. Yeah, it's it's either nothing or everything. As you open the door, full of dragon eggs. Uh, there's nothing in there except a bunch of yellow mold. Detect magic. Uh, this building clearly once served as an armory, but its hooks and weapon racks are empty, and its long tables now hold boxes of soil sprouting several varieties of mushrooms and mold. One box at the rear of the room is covered with a sheet of canvas held down with bricks. A sour, earthy smell fills the air. A swinging door leads out to the southwest, and the door in the alcove to the southeast leads to the courtyard. There's an evil druid. Um, I'm, we, have we fought an evil druid? Well, there was like an evil cleric, right? Yeah. And, uh, I don't like this, guys. Can, do we have any like purge invisibility or anything like that? I mean, I have glitter dust. My spider senses are tingling. Uh, make intelligence or wisdom checks. Somebody give me a 15. Three. Even 19 for wisdom. Greg, you've heard a name several times in this fort. Jang, the second in command of Zavarak the Dragon. That's probably your druid you're looking for. Yeah, no, fuck this shit. I don't like this at all. Don't you have a daughter who's a druid? Yeah, but, like, she's not an evil fungus druid. She's very kindly. I'm hoping she's gonna turn into like a uh, like a, a beast shaped druid, and she can like just turn into a bunch of crazy animal shapes. That's pretty cool. But like evil fungus, that's not. But uh, I'm very suspicious. Did I detect any magic in the room, Derek? Yep. On one of the side tables, there's this really really gaudy necklace slash brooch combo that is emanating magical power. Uh, I'll attempt to spell right. That's a 25, tell me, Derek. This is a magical item called a uh, Paraapt of Placebos. What at first appears to be a fine gem dangling from a long silver chain is in fact a cut and polished bezoar. This necklace often mistaken for a paraffet of health or a paraffet of proof against poison inspires wheelers to utter conviction that it has been rendered immune to both disease and poison. While the necklace imparts no genuine protections, the strength of its belief imparts and nonetheless grants its wearer a plus two moral morale bonus to fortitude saves against these and poison. The trick of this thing is, unless the person identifying the Paraphatopolis Evo succeeds in a successful spellcraft check, uh, succeeds by five or more, she mistakenly believes it to be a more powerful protective necklace rather than discerning its true nature. So if somebody believes it makes them immune, they get the benefits. Otherwise, not so much. So Gorgug knows what it is now. And he's gonna, he's gonna go, Ranger! I know I've been rough to you. You seem like a dumbass. But you seem like a nice enough guy. Take this. I hate for you to fall sick and I'd be the only one to gather food for this party. It should give you some protection against poison, but Right. Also don't ask how don't ask how it works, it's magic. It's a it's a fairy apt of, of protection from poison. It's 
quite useful. Again, I would not attempt to investigate it any further. Uh, they are quite fragilely made and may break if on closer inspection. So whatever you do, whatever you do, do not shove it up your ass. Greg, if you want to do that, go ahead. No, I'm good. Thank for not doing a sense motive on Gorgook. I'm just like, okay. Um, Seriously, do not look into it any further. Alright, if you keep saying that, I'm <laughs> gonna sense motive you, Gorgook. Stop it, you're ruining it. Your sense motive would only reveal that he's trying to help you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Greg, um, you think you're, I mean, unless you actually want to do sense motive, you think you're immune to poisons and disease, but actually you just got plus two, which plus two is still pretty good. Okay. Give me perception checks. So there's, uh, on the table, there's a series of, like, books and molds and plants and whatever, and then at the north side of the room, there's a table that's covered in a tarp. Twenty-seven. Um, Cyrix manages to come across on the table with the books a ledger that bears the name that William just mentioned or Greg just mentioned Jang inside of the book is this weird like shorthand does anybody have linguistics indeed Gorgoo does of course he does do you have ranks in knowledge nature no I have ranks in knowledge nature and linguistics uh, uh, Greg, give me a check. Add plus four to sure. that. Hold on. Uh, what what check? Both. What uh, check? Either one. Highest. Roll the highest. Okay. Um, where's my knowledge? Plus four to this. Twenty nine plus four. So it's DC fifteen. So you're pretty good. Ace so, your code. So Greg spends a couple minutes checking this journal out. Basically, it's like a manifest of like orders that the black dragon is Varric made. Uh, so he's been requesting these weird combinations of molds and funguses and he's been leaving with them every couple weeks and taking them north. Jang doesn't know exactly why in this book she's written but has concluded that Isabaric has been come fascinated with an aspect of something she refers to as the blight far, far to the north. Will I be... Would I know that as the uh, the one blight? Jang is not aware, seemingly, of the blight's local reputation. But this is definitely the blight uh, Cyrix and Greg are privy. It affected all those fey. God damn it. I don't like that. Does a, does a DC-12 knowledge history check? What do I know about the blight with the DC-12 history? Um, and so in, in the Fangwood, there's just been this general blight that has been bringing broken fey and disease and poison to certain towns and cities and areas in the Fangwood. Nobody knows the exact cause of it, but it seems to be coming from the north. So what you're getting from this is Isabaric is taking these weird fungal components somewhere into the blight. Well, he's, he's clearly trying to, to cure the blight. Really. He's, he's a good guy. He yeah. gets it. I'm not going to be holding my breath. So the only other thing in this room is that tarp. Alright, we're faced with the classic Call of Cthulhu dilemma. Who's going to pull up, who's going to open the blight? Who's going to open the tarp? Gorgu's already down the inside. Gorgu will take a look. Might be funny. Might not be. Uh, make, uh, be, be careful, Gorgu. Detect magic on the tarp. The tarp is animated. It attacks. Oh, shit. It's probably over by that little desk or whatever the, the book was on. The tarp is on this table. Gorgug removes the tarp, and there's this wooden box underneath it. But as you remove it, this cloud of spores emerges. We need everybody within 15 feet to make me a fortune. Does that include me? Are you within 15 feet? Yes. So everybody but Mr. Murder McClinsky. Yeah. Is this a disease? Hey, listen, I don't need to bail another save, right? I've had plenty yeah, of... Yeah, is this poison? Is this poison? I don't know, William. What's, what's yellow mold? God damn That's, it, Derek. God yes. damn yellow mold. <laughs> it's poison. Okay, then it's actually a 16, because I have a plus two to, to fort saves that involve poison. Gorgug fails! But Laurel gets a 30 so, overall, so he's fine. So, does my little thing, my, my newfound placebo effect necklace, does that only affect... Uh, 
Was it only diseases, or is it disease po and poison? Poison and disease. 25. Okay, so you all pass. Yep. Except Grogoog. Except old Bard. That's three con damage. Oh, for fuck's sake! So, so yellow mold kind of sucks. Everybody give me another fortitude save. Wait, what? Everybody give me another fortitude save. God damn it. Everybody? Ten. Or do I sell Well, everybody within the feet. Same. Everybody who just made that first one. And also after this one, there's four more coming. Really? What? Mm -hmm. How much yellow mold was under that tarp? If disturbed at five foot square, this mold bursts forth with a cloud of poisonous spores. All within 15 feet must make a DC 15 fortitude save or take 1d3 points of constitution damage. Another 15... What? Order saved. Fortitude save is required once per round for the next five rounds to avoid taking 1d3 points of constitution damage each round. Successful fortitude save ends this effect. Richard takes a giant gulp of fresh air and says... Well, okay, oh, so never mind. Just go, just go, keep making them. Fuck you! I rolled a seventeen, motherfucker. Okay. Well, you're, you got the one d three and you're fine, or you got the one d three damage and nothing else happens. But you, you stuck with that. Wow. How long does it last? This is like this is a heal check, right? No, it's damage. It's poison. Twenty four hours. Uh -huh. yeah. One point heals every twenty four hours. All right. But inside the box, what's your yellow mold? Is <laughs> it's this really gaudy necklace with a brooch on the the paraffin of placebos was supposed to be in the box and I fucked up. So that's the last of the buildings, except for the tower. And what do we all want? What are we all thinking? I, I mean, I'm fucked up right now. I'm like negative fucking four. Or wait, is that negative from the snake? Is that gone? Yes. Yeah. So I'm still on negative twos though. It's just a spell effect. But I don't I don't think you guys got anything that can heal the, the negative levels. I think we determined the last time. Yeah, we're actually just fucked until we get higher level. Okay. Sirius is like 10 levels away. Yeah, I'll I save all two. of you eventually. Right, well, if there's nothing else in here, let's very quickly but carefully exit this room because fuck this place. And we have one last floor to check. We can be done with this fucking shithole. One last floor? Yeah, for the tower over there. No, that tower's, that tower's 30 feet tall, boy. Oh, is there two... Two, or is it three stories? Yes. All right. Well, we got we got some more floors. Let's go. Thank God the Rangers have helped us so much. Don't let you know if the dragon's back. How does everyone feel about the surprise Pikachu? I feel real fucking awful right now. I took con damage. Dude, I'm hey. actually getting a single bit of damage. I took negative eleven. Stash. I don't want to hear it from you, dude. I took those yeah, too. This is really unfortunate because like two of us have just not been touched, and everyone else is like taking negative levels and like con damage. See, I've learned my lesson from some mistakes that I've made in the past, and now I always work at a 15-foot range. <laughs> Get to this tower over here. We gotta keep moving. We gotta slog through this battle. Okay, so you climb the tower. Is there any particular precautions you want to take? Or uh, Looking yeah. for traps. Looking for traps and taking it slow. Listening for uh, people above us as well. You don't see any traps. Thank you for not making us roll that DM. That's very kind of you. How do I want it? Is that like the evil version of like Matt Mercer from Critical Role where he's like, whenever you get the kill on the monster, he's like, how do you want to do this? And it's like the DM's like, how do I want to do this? No, not quite. So you walk up stairs of the second tower or the second floor of the tower the bottom, there's still the bodies of those hobgoblins and the uh, hobgoblin war priest guys killed. May they burn in the hell that they deserve to be in. You get to the top, or the second floor, and most of the interior walls on this level have been knocked out, and the resulting debris has been hauled away, leaving only a small room to the north. A stream of water pours steadily from the ascending staircase into the south end of the room, the descending stairs to the west. The only items here are a few stools, an open chest containing raw meat, and a few coiled whips and spiked collars hanging on the wall nooks. I push my fingers into my eyes. Wait, what? It's the only way to surely stop the egg. <laughs> that, song's a banger. that song's a banger. I don't care what people say. That's a proper slap. I remember watching that music video and I was like 10 and it scared me. 
because they were like in a house and like breaking windows, and I was like, oh my god, they're gonna be in so much trouble. <laughs> and look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> so you round the corner of the stairs, and what you see is a large troll flanked by two big, flanked by two big old weasels, dire weasels, in fact. And the troll goes, "Well, welcome to this floor." This is not quite how I expected this to come about. Uh, where, where is Mr. Pendleton? I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> he crawls out from under the bed in the corner. I've been here the whole time, folks. I, will. <laughs> I like your trucks. I have so many questions, known, but don't answer any of them. I don't want to know the answer. Several weeks ago, I saw your coming in the fires. What you is- saw me? Coming in the fire? That's disgusting. Yes, I, I, I saw you murdering somebody with your vagina. Your vagine. How dare you? <laughs> how dare Sir, how fucking dare you? <laughs> and I, I rolled a hit. <laughs> I, I saw your group coming to this place, and I could have warned the bark, but I thought maybe you could help. But I always I always pictured the small one. The Pendleton is his name, I presume. At least that's what you always call him. Well, mm. usually I called him Tiny Dick Boy. I look at the troll and I say, uh, Pendleton left. Oh, we picked up a, we picked up a, a, a friend. This is very wise decision for Pendleton. He make good, good choice in life. I, I think. This new man, perhaps not so much. You got a problem with my friend Dick here, buddy? No, I just think the situation that. All of us find ourselves in might not be the best. Oh, I have idea for you all. I'm open to trying anything once. Do you You're think not this a hobgoblin? So, here, here is my story, and feel free to interrupt. <laughs> oh, okay, I will. All right. Yep. <laughs> I, I, folks. I, I knew that deal would work for you. Let's go. Uh, this, um, this. This is a very good joke. I appreciate. <laughs> Here, let me try one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Kale. Ah, you know this one. <laughs> 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 Alright, let's just kill him. Well, I like this guy. <laughs> Can we kick this and... all out the party and get this troll to be- Yeah, fuck you, Laura. We're replacing you with the troll. <laughs> anyway. I rolled a 14 for my initiative. Anyway. <laughs> Oh yes, Cossack Figwood, yes. I I do not know how much you know about this fort and who inhabits it. I roll a 31, does that hit? Uh, No, it does not. He's very strong, you see. Yeah, let's listen to what he has to say. (laughs) I have been ally to the second lieutenant of this fort for several years. Her name is Zheng. She's very powerful druid um she came here as a mercenary for the um the legion but she does the iron fang legion but she has no ties to them they just offered her money protection i don't know but she agreed to sign on the issue is the dragon that lives upstairs he's in my visions i have he does not bring good news to jang i i think she's going down a very dangerous path helping him Providing support for whatever he's doing, I I cannot say, but this is this is not good. Jen and Izibarek could easily kill me very very fast, and my weasel bros over here. I offer you this: help me bring Jen back to her senses. She wouldn't happen to be a hobgoblin, would she? Because that might be a problem for me. Oh yes, Jen Jen is hobgoblin. Oh she she fastens herself more as a. Uh, Fingwood Cougar. Well, wait, what? I'm not in the room. Ah, oh, yes, the old hobgoblin furry situation. Classic <laughs> adventuring hook. Jing was abandoned at birth. Jing was abandoned at birth. Uh, took in by clan of Cougar. She struggled for a very long time, but eventually learned to talk like them. She became part of the family. Fixed. Her companion, Ruani, is. Well, she calls her her sister. Oh, I understand. I understand completely, my good friend. So, here's... Here's the deal. If you 
could help me. I, I, I don't know if it's even possible, but help me try to bring her back. I could offer information, I suppose. Well, Troll, the offer doesn't seem that bad if we help out this friend of yours. It's Presumably pretty bad. Well, now, hold on. Remember, the goal here is to kill a dragon. I put my hand on Greg's heart, and I say, Isn't there another hobgoblin druid that you've learned to love? And I, I learned to tolerate. Rolls down my cheek. Love and tolerate are two totally different things. Uh, hold well, perhaps on, Perhaps you can find it in your loving, kind, caring heart. With every single word that she just said, my eyes narrowed more and more. I'm just saying, this is a great way for us to uh, to do an animal companion, buddy. I didn't get the animal companion. I get the ability to share racism powers. Well, you're going to get both if you play these cards right. I don't want an animal companion. I don't want an animal companion that's actually a hobgoblin, my favorite enemy. Also, it's a woman. How am I going to explain that to my wife? That I have that's the best part, Greg. As a cat. Naked. That's the best part, Greg. It's yeah, honestly, don't. it's just like a furry version of Xerix, though. So I, I think you guys misunderstand. She's not like, she's a hobgoblin, and her animal companion is a cougar who she considers to be her sister. Gotcha. Okay, I was under the impression that she frequently used the form of a panther. I mean with her druid powers. She does, but it's, like, to communicate with who she considers... So what you're saying... So what you're saying is I get two animal companions. Yeah, one can can cast and tangle. Damn, that's a really good combo, you know? Just stick that on the, uh... Stick that on someone in the back line, like their caster. I have two questions for you, my Russian. Freedom is free. Yes, it's away. One, why weasels? They're kind of cute. I understand. <laughs> they, they is like they is like furry snakes, isn't they? <laughs> it's, it's just so funny. And and my second question, isn't your uh, friend evil? Uh, evil is this and that. It's you know, evil evil doesn't have to be what's the word unpragmatic. It also isn't permanent. She's She's working for the Force of Evil now. And I mean, I suppose technically I am too. But people can have change of heart. And I, I, I think if we get we get her away from this dragon man... I can give her a change of heart by ripping her heart out with my knife. Well, I would ask you not to, at least initially. Or maybe, maybe these weasels would have not-so-cute response. But they are so I nar- fluffy. I narrow my eyes to the weasels. <laughs> so, the weasels so just raise their little middle fingers at you. <laughs> so, so what? What I'm saying is, we we could very well be enemies. We do not have to be, though. You attempt to help. I give you information, and we figure it out. We figure it out from there. I'm on. Well. Board. I figure having more allies is better than having more enemies. This is good point, Greg Tiller. How the fuck do you know my name? Well, how did I know Turkston Pendleton's name? I am old. Eh, we figured he was a whore. I I saw your coming for. I am Oracle. Troll with Oracle levels. Oh, good. Can you go ahead and heal my constitution damage and my friend's ability drain? And then you have a deal. If you got, if you can do that, it's a deal. I'll give you a also, really cool charm bracelet. He's not a high enough level down restoration. What the fuck him? I say we give it a shot, and if he betrays us, we'll just fucking burn his corpse like all those other trolls we killed. Did, did you say this out loud, Greg Tiller? It was an inner monologue. <laughs> but it's spelled out all over his face. I will let you know, I have... I have to take thoughts prepared for today. Well, then you probably heard me think that. I was just joking. I hear nothing. <laughs> That's what I thought. Now let's be friends. Okay. I put a really forced smile on. <laughs> you guys are all good with this. He steps forward, reaches into his bag, and pulls out some animal bones, throws them on the ground, and says, So... What is it you would all like to know? Perhaps Cyrix. Would you like to know the fate of one called Pharaoh? 
And that's the end of our broadcast. Amazing. I should get a fucking medal for the hoops I'm, I'm jumping through. <laughs> also, I find it very funny that it's a Russian troll. Yeah, very clever, Derek. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's very clever. <laughs> no, it's not. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.